Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast and thank you for joining us for another episode. We hope you enjoy it and that you learn something of value that can be taken into your everyday life. Please give us a five-star review and any feedback send to ya at championschurch.org.uk. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the Young Adult Podcast. Hope you're having a great day. Today I've got um, a great member of our church, Champions Church, a lad called Sean Devonport. Sean, how are you? Good, thank you, Ashley. Yourself? I'm very good, mate. I'm very excited. We're going to be recording a double whammy today. So there are going to be two separate episodes. Two for um, the price of one. There you go. You know what I mean? He likes to give us value, does old Sean. Um, so the first one and this episode, we're going to be talking about budgeting, a bit about finances. But before we go into the, the main subject and the main content of this podcast, Sean, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah, so 33, getting on a little bit, a few, uh, few grey hairs peeping through. Um, so yeah, I work for Starbucks, uh, worked for Starbucks for 16 years now, so um, that is literally nearly half of my life, so uh, <laughs> I think I've probably just been too lazy to move on maybe, but um, yeah, so it started as a, an eight-hour barista and I'm now a regional operations manager for our central region. Um, yeah, a little bit more about me. I've been going to Champions Church for around 16 years as well. Um, coincided when I started work, actually. And uh, yeah, um, big year ahead, uh, marrying Emily. And uh, just uh, I've just moved into the house. So uh, yeah, lots going on. It's been, uh, it's been a busy year while we've been in this COVID world. That's good. You're still progressing. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Good man, good man. So... We talked about budgeting, and you uh, mentioned um, a couple of those things there. So you just moved into a brand new, shiny, sparkling house. You've moved in. I'm sure you've like trashed it already and proper made it a man cave. Well, I I did think that that might be the case, but <laughs> I thought so. Uh, I'm sure my parents would be amazed at this, but um, yeah, I've all of a sudden become a bit of an OCD tidy freak. Now it's my own place, so oh. uh, it always seems to change it a little bit. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, Keeping on top of things just about. You're okay, Emily? You're doing okay? It's all good. It's still there. It's still there. And um, you're getting married. Yes. There we go. Four months today. Four months today? Yeah. Yes. Come on. Yeah. So with both of these um, huge, amazing, fantastic things happening in your life, um, they do, unfortunately, fortunately, I'll let... Well, don't have to answer that one. Um, they cost a lot of money. Yeah. So... Talking about like budgeting, and before we go into kind of your story, where 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 you are, I suppose, what does budgeting mean to you? Um, I think it's meant different things over the years. So I think that budgeting five years ago would be very different to what it's maybe looked like in the last two years. And I think that that's probably just down to where I've been individually in my walk. Um, so I think the last few years, it's definitely uh, meant a little bit more sacrifice. But um, I think the the cool thing is, is whenever something big's like been approaching, it's always seemed to coincide with um, like a promotion or okay. something um, really going in my favour work wise. So it's always felt like um, like there's always been something there to support with it. So a great example would be is um, moved into the house the the, the back end of March um, this year, and um, yeah, got a job promotion in February. So good, good timing. Yeah, and, and amazingly, and I think this is uh, this is like really cool. But the 
the the pay rise was effectively the, the the cost of the mortgage so it like was you know that that was just like a real blessing for me so but yeah bu- bu- budgeting is probably prior to that it was definitely sacrifice so there would be times where i would maybe not have to um maybe not do things that i've maybe been doing for the prior to buying a house and buying a <laughs> wedding um but i think that probably a big thing is just being the the, the planning part of it so okay. it's great to have this like dream of wanting a wedding and wanting yep. a house and that's like the fun bit because like you you dreaming about bits and pieces you're able to you know sit down and talk things through with emily about like what you want the wedding to look like what you want um what what, what you want the house to look like and that can be quite a fun process but the east the, wing and the west wing on this house yeah yeah, yeah and then okay. the but the, the the planning side of it is the less exciting bit and it can be the tiring bit and it can be the bit that i guess is the less fun side of it and actually you can't have the dream without the planning bit so it's involved spreadsheets it's involved um it's involved some excel sheets that i've like created for myself <laughs> uh, and it, it's it, it definitely it's involved a couple of checklists as well because of like yeah, setting yeah. up all the things that you need to set up from a house perspective it's really blown me away how much actually goes alongside like actually buying a house that's just like the start of it so yeah, um true. i think i've had to learn to enjoy the planning and the process as much as the dreaming because the dreaming is the fun bit the planning mm-hmm. is uh, and the process is probably the bit that's not as fun and exciting okay that's cool so on that word of planning it does take a lot of planning which did you have to start thinking about finances for first was it the wedding or the house um it was the house so okay. i think for me even as soon as me and emily got together it i think it kicked me into gear a little bit in terms of i need to really start planning now to save so i'd probably okay. been planning from a house perspective for a good six to 12 months before i even proposed so okay. i think that the house side of things definitely in my mind came before i started thinking about proposing because uh, you know for, for me and emily we obviously we're not going to move in together until we were married so mm-hmm. it almost meant that when i proposed i almost needed the house like deposit and all those bits and pieces to, to be in place so yeah, okay. um it, that kind of dictated to me how that order needed to go a little bit so how how did you start to plan and start to budget about so you've got this kind of end vision in mind in terms of you know this is the kind of house that we would broadly look at size shape etc what was like the first steps that you did from a financial perspective when you thought okay that's the plan this is where i'm going to start and how i'm going to get there I think the, the the biggest thing was probably at the start getting some people around me who've already been on that journey. Uh, I think that there's no one better to learn from than someone that's that's already been through that process and been on that journey. So, in terms of understanding what comes along with buying a house, okay. there was a lot of that stuff that I didn't necessarily understand. So. Yeah things like water bills and tv licenses <laughs> like you know you think you've got to have your mortgage sorted but there's all if this only. like extra stuff and you know e- even simple things like actually where do you go to set up your electricity and okay, where do you yeah. go to set up the gas and yeah all that stuff so actually one of the things that i probably did early doors was just number one connected with my parents because that was an easy one but yep. also just with one of my friends who'd gone through that process a couple of years before okay and i felt that they were really able to guide me in terms of where that spend would be and mm-hmm. maybe where to go to save some pennies as well but um yeah i definitely think getting around some people who've been on that journey was uh was a good starting point yeah it, it is because you know they've gone through it and also you trust them and you've probably seen them go through that process 
So you can see what they've probably done well, what they haven't done well. Yeah. So then you can take that away for you. Yeah, definitely. I think I think the other thing I would add is is you almost also need to fall in love with the process because yeah. I don't think this is probably, and I'm sure Emily won't mind me saying this, but this is where we've been very different. So I, I would see Emily, like we'd be going to spend some time with each other, we'd be going out and I'd like straight away be delving into like, oh, let's talk about like wedding budgeting. Let's talk about how much this is going to cost. Let's talk about, oh, I need to set this up. Let's get this. And um, so so for me, I've almost like fell in love with that process. But I think if you, if you resist that, I think that can sometimes make the process a lot more difficult because there is a process that you need to go through in terms of getting all that stuff set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it can involve multiple phone calls, multiple checks on the internet, multiple, just lots of different things especially with the house solicitors mm-hmm. like there's so much that comes along with it yeah if you're not prepared to like fall in love with that process and accept that it's probably going to take a large chunk of your time up it could probably it could probably make it a little bit more difficult it becomes part of your life because you know as much as you know buying a house is great and you think okay there's my money take it give me the bricks and mortar like you say there's there's many different kind of components that go with that but also those components like solicitors and a bit of research and speaking to your friends it's part of your everyday yeah and, and you've sure. got to be able to take that on with your job with your relationship with what's going on in your mind in terms of thinking about proposing and more finance needed um okay i like that and then with your kind of own finances do you um have like a well you mentioned it like a spreadsheet excel it must come with the job as well, looking after Starbucks. But I'm assuming that was kind of easy for you to get it all in one place to kind of manage. Yeah, definitely. And and it was actually like very simple. So essentially just set up a, a, an Excel spreadsheet, one with a wedding tab on, one with a house <laughs> tab on and one with like a combined tab on. So okay. like any, any bill that I'd committed to mm-hmm. went into like the end tab because that was something we were looking at longer uh, in terms of a longer term payment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, re- real basic this is what it's going to cost. This is how much we've paid. This is how much is left to pay. Um, and it's really nice when there's a few zeros <laughs> on the left to pay. Um, it's quite nice. But yeah, that, that, that's essentially all that is. Very simple, straightforward. But it's allowed us to be planned and make sure that we've uh, ticked every box that we've needed to. And does it help you to, to see it in black and white? Because like, you know, some people can you know, think, oh, okay, I've got X coming out. That's going to cost that. So that leaves me with roughly 500 quid, for, for, uh, for example. Does it help you to have it written down and then do you use that to like track and then pick up conversation with Emily? Like, I don't know, not, I don't want to say like structured in terms of like weekly, but do you like check in on the finances with her? Yeah, so I think we probably would at least sit down once a month and look at it. And I think especially with the wedding at the moment, because things are starting to really pick up now with it being like four months away. So things change. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's important to. I think it's important to know what's coming in and what's going out because yeah. otherwise you don't necessarily know what you've got to play with. So yeah. also like we've got little goals that we try and save each month. So okay. like Emily's got her own little goal that she goes after and I've got my own little goal that I go after and um that's quite effective because when you know what's coming in and what's going out, it helps you like shape maybe what that goal needs to look like in terms of being realistic. Um and we have we have also tried to just make sure that that we still live our life a little bit as well because it's important that 
even though there's obviously a lot of outgoings at the moment, it's important that you still can, you know, go out for a meal every now and again, go and see friends every now and again, although that's not obviously been possible that much <laughs> in the last 12 months. Uh, but seriously, although COVID's been, like, hard, one real blessing has been that it has really enabled us both to, like, really say, right, we're that's in safe. saving mode. Um yeah. And, you know, I, I, it's definitely not, this hasn't been the same for everybody. So we've been really yeah, blessed yeah. that it hasn't like impacted our income or like our business, et cetera. Um, sure. But it's, um, but it's allowed us to really like focus on, right, we're saving. And I guess COVID's allowed that a little bit because we haven't had the luxury of going out and all the stuff that comes along with that. So yeah, um, but yeah, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, it does. It does, and then when you um, are looking at like your income and expenditure, putting X amount to one side for X for the house, do you ever feel worried or apprehensive about looking at that, or do you feel like you you're in a a place of like you're in control? I think it's probably a little bit of both. I, I think that for the majority of it, we've felt in control, but I think mm-hmm. that's being like enjoying that planning bit okay yeah so i think that there's a large chunk that we have felt in control but i think that is down to like having new trackers your spreadsheets etc yeah but there is times where so i always remember like when we paid the deposit for the house and like your bank account looks very different (laughs) after it to what it did before it looks good for about 10 minutes yeah exactly (laughs) and then and and there's other big payments that we've paid like the wedding venue and like we've started to pay things like photographers and all those all those kind of things so it can you can then, as you start to see that money coming out, you, there is sometimes where you start to think, right, I need to really get on top of this, or okay, sometimes yeah. where you might just worry about it a little bit more. But yeah. I do feel that just being planned is definitely a huge bonus. Yeah. And um, I think that's allowed us to both feel quite content throughout the majority of the process. I get that. Yeah. And then has Emily always been kind of on your wavelength through this? Like, you know, you said like you had like different views at the beginning and stuff, but I suppose do you feel like you work well as a team and not that's not like a personal question about you two but do you feel it's beneficial to have two people singing from the same hymn tree yeah definitely and i think it's also good because we've been able to hold each other accountable sometimes so we haven't like we haven't so don't get me wrong like if i want to go out and buy myself a t-shirt like i'll go out and buy myself a t-shirt then you have to take it back yeah yeah potentially (laughs) but um but we we do just like sometimes hold each other accountable to is that like the wisest way to be spending our money at the moment and i think doing that journey together is definitely being beneficial and both saving at the same time and having those goals mm-hmm. is definitely important because we're both on that journey together at the same time as i suppose with these two circumstances in your life as well both the wedding and the house they're kind of time pressured yeah so and the house in particular was because obviously for those of you that are familiar with the housing market at the moment the the, the help to buy scheme that we used and the stamp duty holiday were both up at the end of march so there was some real time pressure right. in terms of because there was because of COVID and there was a couple of instances where like the plasterers that were that were on site had like there's been some COVID cases and it kept putting things back and right. then and then you'd have a couple of weeks of snow and then everything stops again there and it became Stress. really tight actually um, around March time like we were a little bit worried around is it going to go through on time. Um, so the stamp duty holiday and the help to buy both ended at the end of March definitely meant that we felt some time pressure and then obviously now from a wedding perspective we've obviously got the date four months away and 
obviously again there's some time pressure there because that's you can't really be like missing that deadline everything needs to be in place ready for that date so um yeah there's definitely some time pressure deadlines but i think that's where just being planned and like having a couple of checklists and just ticking things off really helps so that's definitely been beneficial for both me and emily staying on top of those checklists yeah for sure good man what's your um biggest challenge through this because because you've had a lot go for you in terms of timing of new job extent not not personal extensions but just you know house um with the stamp duty etc what's been your biggest challenge that you've faced in this kind of budgeting and saving phase um i I think being really vulnerable probably just reminding myself that it's not all about me okay and i think and I guess this is something as you start to lean into marriage and for those of you that are maybe out there and your relationships becoming more serious, you do have to remember that when you're making decisions and planning for things that actually this is about two people's needs and two people's wants. Um, That's good. And not just my own. So I think being vulnerable, I'm very independent. I've always, I think whether it be work, whether it be church, whether it be anything, like I'm quite, I, I, I see something how I want it and I go after it okay. so it's been a real good learning journey for me whether it you know and it can actually just be like little things like obviously we've started to pull things together in the house mm-hmm. so just because I want something to look a certain <laughs> way doesn't mean that it needs to be that way or if I want to spend a certain amount on something yeah. it doesn't have to be what I want to spend so I think yeah. being vulnerable I think just just embracing and getting used to bringing somebody else on the journey with you yeah, and yeah. um but obviously i think that that will hold us in good stead when we get married because obviously then it does completely become two people becoming one and making joint decisions so Love i think that. for me that would probably be the answer to that question okay good work good work what would your um if there was someone listen to this i'm i'm just going to point out since the last podcast we've gone even more international we've got 11 different places in america wow. listen to this podcast so if that's not 22 by the end of this episode, Sean, it's on you, mate. <laughs> um, but for, for listeners, whether they be UK-based, European-based, America, uh, thanks for tuning in, first of all. But Sean, what would be your suggestions to budgeting or saving or even just the principles of that? I think probably just focusing on growth rather than results because you can you can be so obsessed with like the end result or the end goal or the end budget mm-hmm. i think th- there are times when actually it's just important to remember how far you've come and just remember like how much you have saved so if there's a month yeah. maybe where you do miss that goal ever so slightly mm-hmm. it's not like then panicking about it or beating yourself up about it i think you need to be okay with the fact that actually I'm on a journey and like and actually it's about growing through that journey, not all about that end result. So I think, and just enjoying the journey. I think when I was talking earlier about like the dream versus the plan, I think yeah. you have to embrace that plan part and enjoy that part of the journey because otherwise it can become a little bit challenging and it is very easy to become overwhelmed as well so and i think these are big things in your life right there's not many bigger things than getting married or you know moving into a house so i think being able to enjoy those is is a really important part of the process because otherwise it can become really tough and it is very easy to become overwhelmed with some of those big life events but it can become kind of like toxic to a certain extent because if you if you don't enjoy it and you don't have that longer term view of okay this is what it's actually going to give me in the end 
then you won't do those small wins like those everyday savings where you're not going to buy that t-shirt you're not going to buy that walls poster for your bedroom at home and stuff like that so yeah. you know if you can if you can keep that long-term view in mind then it's going to keep you on the right track yeah for sure forward. so i think that, i think that's probably been my biggest uh learning throughout this journey and the biggest piece of advice i'd give for sure good man good man what does the future hold ensuring his budgeting when you you know rolling around in millions to selling even more coffee well i think um what's really important for me at the moment and this is probably a little bit less to do with um a little bit less to do with budgeting but it does tie in is probably that work-life balance is really important for me at the moment so I've gone through chunks of my life where I've been really focused on work and been putting a lot of hours in and been traveling up and down the country etc but actually going into this season and getting married and obviously eventually living with Emily and just all that's going to come along with that season and I think what's really important for me is actually that I'm not just finding time for work but I'm okay. actually finding time for me and finding time for Emily and finding time for us yeah um that's good I remember I remember reading something a couple of years ago and it's really helped me maybe when I was doing a little bit too much work wise and it was um you know it's better to commit career suicide than soul suicide and that's really helped me because you can become so focused on your career that you end up imploding inside and not looking after yourself um so i think for me at this time in my journey because i'm about to get married and and obviously be about to spend the rest of my life with with Emily I think that it's it's probably a really important time to make sure that I'm getting that balance right and finding time for me and finding time for us so I think mm-hmm. um yeah I hope that answers the question in a very weird way it does because I'm just thinking as you're saying that so even though like budgeting people talk about finances and you're gonna have an income so let's just flip that what if your income was time mm-hmm. and you have this future yeah and you have to budget and allocate your time you know your effort your heart it's essentially the same thing but it's just a different view now because you're still gonna have finances you're still gonna have to pay that water bill you're still gonna have to pay for sky sports tv and all that kind of stuff just getting that in in case emily has any kind of you know that she doesn't want it um but you know you're still gonna have to budget whether it be time or finances so no it, it does link in and i think it's just really important to have a clear I suppose going back to what we've mentioned before in terms of like a, a clear vision, a clear plan, so then you get the most out of it and you get everything that you want from life. Yeah, for sure. Really great thoughts. Is there anything that you would add before we close off this subject? No, I, I don't think so. I, I think I've really majored and emphasised on that like enjoying part. So I think, yeah, anybody who's about to go into that phase, um, and even if you're not in that phase yet, you know that that is about to come. Um, you know, just just make sure that you enjoy the process. And if you're not in that stage of your life, enjoy not being in that stage of your life as well, because yeah, good. It, it, it is really important to, when you haven't got a house to be thinking about and a wedding to think about, or even a partner to think about, actually yeah. that can be a blessing in disguise because it's a real opportunity to grow you and be a better version of you so um yeah just just enjoy that process and enjoy that time because you may never get it again there's some quotes in that last 10 seconds there There come on here we go sean thank you very much for your time on budgeting um guys i hope you enjoyed that episode 
if you've got any questions any feedback feedback for sean i'll be all right but any feedback for sean uh send to ya at championchurch.org.uk sean thanks again for your time looking forward to recording another episode with you shortly but guys that's budgeting and we'll speak to you soon take care